The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Ronnie K. and special guest in studio, Benny Bash. Of course, he hosts a, a show on Mile High Sports Radio, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., uh, a.m. 1340, FM 104.7, with that crazy Danny Williams. But we'll get to Benny here in just a second. But first, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, of course. I know it's a Broncos podcast, but hey, if you're a sports fan and you're down on Coors Field, they're just a hop, skip, and a jump away. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits and of course that terrific rooftop was there two weeks ago had a burger and a beer on the rooftop the weather was gorgeous it was just it was great the atmosphere was amazing you could check it out on the web and their menu and all that good stuff tap 14.com spell out the words for me 14 tap 14.com benny bash in studio welcome to the broncos blitz podcast how are you man i'm doing well very honored to be here you've had some former Broncos staffers. You've had yeah. Mark Jackson coming up, right? Holy cow! What am I doing here? So yeah, you are you you are our headliner today. This is fantastic. You got to bring you. the heat, man. All right, I'm gonna try. Dude. Let's I'm get right to it. Baker Mayfield, you're a big fan. Love him. Love, Love the him. Guy. Yeah. Well, here's like the your thing. son. Well, yeah. I saw every Baker Mayfield game. He throws from any platform whatsoever, and he's incredibly accurate. Sure. Those are things that I look for in an NFL quarterback. For the people who think that he's too short, well, you must think Case Keenum's too short, too, because they're the same height. Um, yes, listen, he could taper some of those things, and I'm sure that his quote-unquote management team and handlers, you know, his agent and his, you know, attitude handler, PR rep, well, all these different things that you hire, they're going to have to take some of that out of him, and and good luck. But there's going to be a team that falls in love with him that says, don't take too much out of him because we want some of that fire. We want some of that attitude. And and that's where I was going to touch on is I like a quarterback that's kind of got a little bit of that swag, kind of got a little bit of that. You could even say cockiness because I think that's what you need in the NFL to win. You don't have to be the most beloved guy in the locker room. Because your play speaks for itself, but you got to be able to drive guys, too. And I kind of like what Baker brings. Here's the thing is you have to be good, and you can get away with all kinds of things. Do you remember Peyton Manning runs into the end zone and gets a 15-yard penalty, plus he gets fined like $15,000. And what was that? His... Last season? Was that second yeah, last season? Yeah, and like? I think he was defending a teammate that got yes. hit by a safety or something like that, if I remember correctly. But you know what? We see it as cute because it's Peyton Manning running yeah, down there yelling at the person. If Brock Osweiler does that, we are all over him. Oh, we're him. destroying him. We're yes. like, how dare you? Yeah. What are you doing? What the hell are you doing, Brock? That's the thing. If Baker Mayfield does it and, and he's winning and he's successful, it's all about the play on the field, what you can get away with because we'll look at it as – as this cockiness and swagger. Otherwise, you're going to look at it as a locker room pariah. So, yeah, it's all about what you can produce on the field, and I think he can produce. I think people are overthinking it. Um, he was an incredibly accurate passer from the pocket. The comparison to, to Johnny Manziel is absurd. I, I think that's absolutely absurd. However, when, when people hear me talk about Baker in such a positive light, they think I'm down on the other quarterbacks. I'm not. I think okay. Josh Rosen is ready to rock and roll. I really do. I, I see him as a quick-release guy. In fact, he might be the most pro-ready today if you yeah. were to have to plug him in. Is that fair? Josh Allen, I see him as an incredible athlete. He's got a rocket for an arm. He can throw it through a brick wall like that kid. Yeah, but can he hit the brick wall? 
Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll have to work on that. We'll that, work on that. Well, and here's the thing. That's my trepidation with him is the thing that you absolutely have to have in the NFL is accuracy. So why not have that built in? That's kind of my pro Baker versus Allen argument is why don't go get that guy that has that built in already and then you can improve on that. So you're improving. Let's say his accuracy is a 90. You're improving on a 90, whereas Josh Allen's accuracy is a 70. Now you're improving on a 70. That's a lot of work to do. We're speaking with Benny Bash. It's Broncos Blitz podcast. You can catch Benny on, uh, what, what are we calling this? Is it Danny and Benny? Is it Morning Mayhem? Is it just it's a mess. guys from 9 to 11? <laughs> That's fine. Uh, 9 to 11, Mile High Sports Radio, AM 1340, FM 1047. You said something on the show. I was listening. I think it was Monday where you talked about how Baker is a pocket quarterback because there's a lot of people who are crushing Baker because he just makes these wild, crazy scrambling plays sure. and he's not a pocket passer. But yet it's the highlights that show him scrambling and out of the pocket. Right. And that's the people that that didn't watch Baker Mayfield. Uh, the, the people that didn't watch Baker Mayfield, all they see is the sports center highlight of Baker Mayfield, yeah. which is him running around buying time and then making the pass. Baker Mayfield was incredibly quick off of the run pass option and off of play action, which is something that you need in the NFL where you you fake that dive, you pop up and you hit that tight end in the seam or, you know, you hit that quick slant as the linebacker sucks in on on the fake run. Um, You know, he's got those tools and those capabilities to play from the pocket. He also has a little bit of escapability to him, too, which now almost in the NFL, you almost have to have that Mm -hmm. unless you're Ben Roethlisberger. It's a big bonus. Yeah, you, you almost have to if the play breaks down. And so for those people who are against him going to the Denver Broncos, listen, your offensive line was not stout. A little escapability is not a terrible thing. No. Um, But I could see where Denver would have trepidation about a guy like Baker Mayfield because Denver is a city that, you know, they kind of stay away from swagger a little bit. They don't necessarily want their stars to be that guy. They want their stars to be. Or they don't want to know about it. There you go. Because no, I that's brilliant. That I, is absolutely brilliant. I will say this. There's been a lot of players, and I won't name any names, who if fans found out about oh what Lord. these players were doing, oh, my gosh, they would they would destroy them. The, some of the most iconic players in Denver sports. Mm-hmm. You probably know a couple we, we, that I know yeah, of. Yeah, yes. We, we but that's a whole That's a whole other <laughs> Broncos Blitz podcast for another sure, day. Sure. Uh, so Baker Mayfield, let's dive into it really quick. The height. Somebody tells you, I don't like him because he's six foot. Okay. Well, uh, your offensive lineman are how tall? Six, uh, seven? Six, yeah. Six, 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 six seven. Six, seven, six, nine. How many quarterbacks can see over that anyway? Can you see over Tyler Plumbus? I'm six foot one. I can't see over any of them anyway. No. You're throwing through windows regardless. Yep. Now, does it help to be tall? Hell yeah, it helps to be tall. It helps to be big, tall, strong, fast, all those things. But I think we in Denver have seen it firsthand. Yeah, we're done with too the tall ta- thing, dude. Too we're done tall, with the tall. Yeah. Too tall, too lanky is almost a bad thing. Yeah, we're done with that. We're I don't know if it's a bad thing so much. It, it's a bad thing in this that the platform has to be bigger and so the space in the pocket has to be larger. Yeah. It's kind of the Drew Bledsoe hop step thing where Drew Bledsoe needed a bigger pocket and once yeah, and I totally he, agree. If he had a clean pocket, man, him and Ben Coates were tearing it up. <laughs> but if he didn't have a clean pocket, all of a sudden there's chaos around him. That's what I like about Baker. Yeah. Is he can throw from different platforms. You listen to Joel Clatt, former Mile High Sports guy. Shout out to Joel. So, like, he needs it. So, Joel Klatt uh, said, listen, this guy can throw from any platform and can throw accurately from sure. any platform. Yeah. You have to have that in the National Football League from time to time. 
we saw it with John Elway. John Elway could throw it from any platform, from any arm angle. And when it comes down to making your team win a game and making that throw on third and 15, making that throw on fourth and nine against the Browns, you know, you have to have some of those those abilities. And I think Baker has that. Meanwhile, I think some of these other quarterbacks have it too. I really do. I, You know, I, I, Josh Rosen might need a cleaner pocket or whatever, and he's got concussion issues. And, and you could dive into all those things and kill the kid. I think he's ready. I think Sam Darnold, he's a young guy, big, strong guy. You saw him working out in the rain. He yeah. looked glorious. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wish him all the best. Yeah, I, I saw you fun. drooling over the keyboard over oh, there. Oh, he looked great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Um, it, yeah, and then you have Josh Allen, who you know with the physical skills, if he just gets the accuracy down, he could be an absolute weapon and a stud. So, yeah, just because I'm up on Baker doesn't mean I'm down on everybody else. So let's talk about the other quarterbacks. Let's say Baker is gone. Yep. Denver wants a quarterback. What's what's your ranking here? Where where should we where should we be slotting these guys? If you're in the mindset of the Denver Broncos, I I like Josh Josh Rosen because I think Sam Darnold's probably going to be gone too. Yep. The Sam Darnold thing would be intriguing. Same with with Allen because you do have that bridge quarterback in Case Keenum, uh, and so you don't have to thrust them into there. So yeah, you you look at that and you say, okay, they could mature over time and they could work on some of those things. So those are intriguing. But at the same time, Josh Rosen, I think he's got the the skills and and it, listen, this defense hasn't respected a quarterback since Peyton left. I'm sorry, they haven't, dude. Like they, oh no, they haven't. No, they haven't. I'm a, I was actually going to get to it. Uh, Chris Harris Jr. essentially threw the last couple quarterbacks under the bus yesterday. Yeah, uh, at the press conference. Well, yeah, there you go. Perfect example. The, they need a guy, and and people are telling me how big of a jerk Josh Rosen is. You might need a guy with a little bit of attitude to stick up for himself and stick up for this offense against that defense. You remember the defense, Aqib Tlaib literally telling guys from the offense mm-hmm. to sit down and shut up? Come on, that's got to stop. That has to. You have to have somebody on the offensive side of the ball say, we're here, we're ready to play too, and we're ready to dominate, and we're going to stick up to you guys. Josh Rosen has a little bit of that. Go back to Baker. He's got plenty of that. Um, that's what also worries me a little bit about Josh Allen. Great kid. I would love him to date Smart my daughter. Smart guy, too. Oh, incredibly intelligent. Like, Wonderlick was fantastic. He's a sharp kid. But at the same time, he, you know, he's he's somewhat timid. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. Golly gee. You know, Hands behind the back. Patient waiter. Which I, I'd love. I, yeah. I, oh, oh, he is the guy that you, uh, if you're a dad, you, love you, him. you want... Your your daughter to marry that guy. He shows up on prom night and he's like, "I'm here for, for yeah. you know to take your daughter out, bring your say, daughter back by nine thirty. But yeah. at the same time, I say, "Make sure she's back home by 10. And he goes, <laughs> "Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Baker Mayfield, <laughs> absolutely. You say, "You say, be sure she's back here by 10. And he goes, "Sure, bud. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we'll dude. see how that goes. Yeah, bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, yeah. right. We'll see. We'll see how the what the night brings. We'll see us. what happens. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's Betty Bash. You can catch him on my sports radio, AM thirteen forty FM, one oh four seven. Of course, nine to eleven, and on social media, the Benny Bash. Yeah, church it up. Is there another? No, Benny some Bash? lady, some girl in Brazil has Benny Bash, and literally, <laughs> really, yeah. I was like, really. Okay. So, so I had to church it up. The Benny Bash. The Benny Bash on Twitter. You can find him. Good takes. Good takes. Uh, let's talk uh, Chris Harris Jr. and those comments because he made an interesting one saying that straight up, he doesn't want them to see a quarterback. Uh, somebody who's going to come in and play. We need somebody who's going to come in and play now. So whether that be Barkley, Chubb, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know anybody else. The guard from Notre Dame, one of those three guys. I mean, we know those guys come in and play right now. So, not uh, quarterback right now. I wouldn't say because we want, we're trying to win now, man. We don't have time to wait. So you just heard from Chris Harris Jr. If you're the Nuggets front office, or, or excuse me, the Broncos front office, you hear these comments, and are you kind of taking these into consideration? I, I think you listen to players with with a with grain the, of salt. Or sure. Or well, a, you listen to players, and and listen, you you say, okay, I I take that just like I take my assistant coach's advice. If you're in the front office, you're listening to these players, and, and you take this into consideration. You say, "Listen, this is this is this is a, a consideration of the players. They want to win now. They want to contribute. We, we get all that. the The motto, though, is win now and win from now on. Yeah. And you say, "Okay, Chris, that's great, but you're a piece of meat too, bro. Like, you know, you, you, I'm going to be part of this. But team. can you say that to some you can't caliber say that. of that player? Right? You can't so say how those do you, things. How do you reword it to where it's it sounds sexy and and like we're actually supporting you guys? I'll tell you how you do it at the draft press conference. If you happen to go a different direction than quarterback, you say, "Listen, guys, we listen to the players. They gave their voice, and we're right behind them, and we're winning now, and all this other stuff." <laughs> at the second time, you say, "You know what?" If you let's say they did go quarterback, you say, "Listen, we think we did both. We got our quarterback, and in the second round, we got this guy. And in the at pick ninety nine, okay, I like that. We All got right. this. You can listen. There's very smart guys yes. over in the PR department over there at the Denver Broncos. Oh yes, that Patrick Smythe, he's a good one. Oh, it looks sharp too. Nice blue suit. Love that. Yeah, his suit's very good. That's nice, isn't it? I'm always jealous. Well, here's the thing: a big guy can't wear a suit like that. Yeah, that's I can't, true. I can't yeah, pull we're that off. we're larger than yeah, I can't in pull, general. I yeah. Can't pull that yeah, I'm more of a hoodie guy. But anyways, he back to the great. topic. Yeah, so so <laughs> here's the thing is, is yes, you spin this, and, and it's not all about number five. We're so focused on number five. Where was Chris Harris drafted? Okay, He, he was not drafted. Well, there you go. Yeah. So you tell Chris Harris on the side, you go, listen, we have talent, but we went a different direction. It's, it's, sure. it's an easy thing to explain. Everybody's so focused on this number five pick. They got a lot of other picks that they're that they're that are that could be more of an impact this year on this team than even number five. And let's talk about those picks. We're speaking with Benny Bash on the Broncos Blitz podcast. You can catch him on air 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Mile High Sports Radio, AM 1340, FM 104.7, and on the Mile High Sports app, too, which you can download. Denver trades the number five pick away. Let's just theoretically say they get the 12 and the 22nd from Buffalo. Sure. A lot of mock drafts have them that. Are you disappointed? No, I can live with Are that. Are you disappointed because they don't get a guy, I, a I, impact guy, or at least they hope? Listen, I could talk myself into that being a Broncos fan, but ultimately I would be disappointed because, listen, you're at number five. How often is Denver picking in the very top rarely, seven? Very rarely. Go get your damn quarterback. Okay. I'm sorry. Go get your damn quarterback or no. go get you the next Von Miller or whoever. Yeah. But, listen, you're picking at number five. Go get the next guy, okay, for the future. We just talked about Chris Harris. How long is Chris Harris going to be there? If you draft a quarterback and you draft your guy, he could be here for the next 20 years. Yeah. 20, like literally in 2018, you could look forward to the year 2038 and be like, that's the day we drafted. That's the, Insert, yep. that's the date. So if you hit this and you land on this, the Philadelphia Eagles, for example, have Carson Wentz for the next however. Oh, they're minute. set for 15 years. They're done. Done. Philadelphia is now happy with whoever the hell they pick at 32. Yeah. You're always happy with your team when they're picking 31 and 32. You're always happy and content. And when you're picking at five, everybody has a suggestion because everybody thinks they could do it better. 
You have to go get your guy. Go get him. However, being a Broncos fan, I would talk myself into 12 and, you know, and be like, like, that's how it's done. So if they do end up trading down uh, 12, 22, is that enough? Do you need more uh, second round picks, first round picks next year? This was a discussion that came up yesterday on our afternoon drive radio program is would you rather have a second round pick this year, almost kind of like a win now uh, or later picks that maybe are better first round picks, but Next year or in years in the future. No, so I, I listen to you guys. The, it was it was brilliant. Here's the thing: is like everybody knows in the world the picks that Buffalo has, including teams like the Arizona Cardinals and the Miami Dolphins, who now have to package better than that. Yeah. So even if if you're saying we're going to pick our guy at five, there might be just this juicy offer where let's say they go three number ones. Let's say a team like the Dolphins says we got we're we're one guy away. Let's say the Bills think they're one guy away, and they throw in four other draft picks with those first two. I mean, there. Listen, everybody looks at that scale thing. Throw the scale out when it comes to draft day because it's all about teams get desperate. Yeah, it's all about the kid in the candy store. Yeah. I want those jelly beans, and I don't care how much they cost. I'm going to get those red jelly beans. Yeah, because I've never seen a whole jar of red jelly beans before. I've never seen a quarterback like this before. He can lead our team. We're one piece away. Every team out there that we we're talking about, the Cardinals, the Dolphins, the Bills, they all think they're one piece away. Yeah. What are they willing to give to that? Man, that, it's such a tempting offer, and you almost have to have patience. A guy like John Elway can do that. Other general managers around the NFL can't do those type of things because they have to win now. Their job's on the line. John Elway could actually use some he has patience that luxury. Here. Yes. Yeah, dude, he could sit back and be like, "Listen, I'm gonna win now and win forever." And I will say this: many have criticized John Elway for his hardball style. You know, almost sure. like a if I don't win and win exclusively, I don't want to be involved in this. And many criticized him because of free agency. I think this now plays into their hand. Oh, absolutely. And a benefit because now you're getting teams who are now trying to outbid each other and Elway can use that kind of magic to leverage these two teams against each other. Or maybe there's a third or maybe a fourth. Who knows? Uh, and, And now you can get serious value. Well, Okay, so you're at a car dealership, and the car dealer is trying to sell a truck to a customer. Yeah. Now add the customers in. So now you have one truck, pick number five, and multiple customers. Yeah. Now it's a bidding war. Yeah. And that's what John Elway has on his hands. He has he has the best property on the block with a bidding war. And you want to talk about deals and salesmen and all that stuff. Now give John Elway leverage because he has real leverage here. Yeah. I mean, sometimes he might act like he has leverage. This is real leverage. This is real. Yeah, this is real with multiple bidders. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Top five pick, they keep it, but they don't take a quarterback. Give me your top three players. Okay, give me uh, Quentin Nelson, Minka Fitzpatrick, and I, I think Chubb's off the board. I think Saquon. Well, I, I'm going to give you the option to pick from anybody. Give me so Chubb. So keep that in mind. Give me Chubb. Give me give me Chubb to play opposite of Von Miller. Give me uh, not only that you don't know what's happening with Derek Wolf. Sure. Truth be told, one of our favorite guys. Um, you, you're not sure what's going on with Saquon. You're, you're truth be told, you're not sure what's going on with Ray. So yeah, give me Chubb. Minka Fitzpatrick, I think, is the next Cam Chancellor. Okay, I th- he's that. He's that. Watching Alabama games, he would. He if you stand he out on great an, for Al- tide. if you stand out on an Alabama defense, holy cow! I'm gonna throw an, a fourth guy in there for you, Roquan Smith. 
mm-hmm. that's really high to take him, quote yeah. unquote. But however, if you're talking about the play caller for that defense and he's that fast, the the NFL has changed now into a league that you have to cover running backs, you have to cover tight ends, and you have to take away that mismatch. Roquan Smith can do that on the front end. Minka Fitzpatrick can do that on the back end. And then you have a pass rusher in Bradley Chubb. Um, Quentin Nelson, I think he's the best player in this draft, but he's a guard. I wonder if you couldn't move him. Is he good enough to move? Oh, as in move in positions. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. Smart kid came from Notre Dame. Well, and see, there's a there's many who would argue that you know stop getting involved with moving people because remember they moved Ron Leary last year from sure. left to right. They're going to move him back now to his original position. I don't know why he wasn't in his original position in the first place, but uh, that's another podcast sure. for another day. And Vance Joseph and all that jazz. Uh, what will they do? What should they do? It, c- considering everything, who may be available, all this, h- how you break things down, what will they do? What should they do? So if I were to be a contest winner and have to write that name up on the board, yes. I think they take a quarterback. I think Baker Mayfield might be gone. Um, so if Baker falls, I think they take him. I, I see the glimmer in Gary Kubiak's eye when he looks at him. And little, little twinkle. <laughs> a little twinkle, right? Remember where Baker's from, too. Of course. Right. So you you have you, – if Baker's there, I think they take him. I still think they take a quarterback. I think they have two in mind, maybe even three. I think John always looking for that guy. If not, man, I, I think they move back. I really – So I, you think it's quarterback I think or it, bust? I think it's quarterback out. or move out because now you're starting to fill holes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that mentality. I understand it because it's – you go for that peak guy that you want at ain't there, the most move. important position, and if you aren't, you're just filling holes at that point. So I'm you curious, probably want to fill more holes. What's yours? I, I'm I'm dead set on a quarterback, and I know there are other quarterbacks in this draft that are better than others. I do think all four are actually going to be impact players. Sure. I think if you're the Denver Broncos, you need to walk away with your future. With okay. the fifth pick. That's that's just the way I feel. I think it's a perfect situation where Case Keenum can groom this guy, or at least this guy doesn't have to be forced into the fire immediately. And and you brought this up first on your show, 9 to 11 on Mile High Sports Radio. Next year's draft is not great when it comes to quarterbacks. So Peterman gonna, from Michigan. Come on. We're going to continue to do this whole, uh, hopefully a free agent recruit comes here every single year. I want the future locked down. You never pick at five. You rarely do. Lock the future down. Get a quarterback. Even if it is a... Josh Allen that many don't like. I just I want to know that a path has been laid for the next 10 15 years assuming it's successful. Do you want to do the same podcast in 2019 2020? Listen, we both had fun and we both enjoy each other and we both respect each other. Do you really want to sit here next year and have the same podcast as where you pick yeah, a quarterback? Exactly. Because I'm tired. I want to be done with the quarterback. I want to be done with this, dude. I, yeah. I want to I want to be done with the contest. I want to be done with the t-shirts. I want to be done with all of that. I want our guy. I want him to to wear that leather jacket and ride in that Viper. I want John Elway. <laughs> okay. All right. That's all right. Benny Bash. You can find him on Twitter. Benny, where can they find you on Twitter? At the Benny Bash. I searched it up. Yeah, and uh, of course on the radio as well too, 9 to 11. Give me 30 seconds of what people will expect if they listen to Danny and Benny. Uh, You will expect a little bit of sports, a little bit of pop culture, a little bit of us yelling at each other, and a whole lot of one of the most talented men in the industry, Kyle Berry.
<laughs> okay. Is that fair? <laughs> there you go. I think that I think I summed it up. I think you summed yeah. it up. 9 a.m. to 11, it's Danny and Betty. Of course, you can check them out at Mile High Sports. And, of course, you can find bios and uh, podcast archives at milehighsports.com of their show as well, too. And I assume you guys will be talking NFL draft all the way up to, uh, well, final, uh, final hours and on Twitter as well, too. So, uh, of course, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap 14. Check them out, 1920 Blake Street. And, of course, on the web, tap14.com. You can spell out that word for me, please. 14, tap14.com. Check them out in that rooftop view in the 100 Colorado Distilled Spirits. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Be sure to check out archives at milehighsports.com for a complete listing of all our different podcasts with uh, Ken Erickson, Mark Jackson, and previous uh, guys before him, including this one, of course, with Benny Bash at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. 